You are now tuned in to the Windy City Benders Podcast. This is WCVP. It's another edition of the Windy City Benders Podcast, episode 103. Uh, and it's uh, it's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we uh, we haven't been on f- for about two weeks. Uh, just a little, little too much going on, so we kind of took a breather. So in order to make up for that, we figured we would get a, a special guest. Um, yeah. yeah, man, it was, yeah. it's me. Yeah, Tanner. <laughs> Tanner's the guy. No, um, yeah, it's we just got, another goalie. It's yeah, just another goalie. Uh, we got ourselves another goalie. Um, might have heard of him. You know, 2015 Stanley Cup champion. Not a big deal. Um, big, big game. Uh, game one of the entire playoffs. Not a big deal. Grew up in Chicago. Not a big deal. Uh, the one and only Scott Darling joined the show, and uh, he was fucking great. Yeah, he uh, had, had a nice little chat with him. Yeah, it was, it was one of those that like I I wrote I planned questions, but once we got going, it was very easy to forget what we wanted to and just yeah, it was just it, shooting the shit really. Yeah, so. just shooting the shit with the boys, and I fucking love it. Um, so yeah, that's definitely a great interview. Um, one of my one of my favorites for sure. Yeah, I mean, I had a good time. So, you know, what's up? Yeah, <laughs> like, so it's um, all cool. There's not really much going on hockey wise. Um, yeah. They just did not, you know, players, they enter phase two. So there's small groups, you yep. know, practicing again. Practicing at Fifth Third Arena. Have you Tanner. seen any of the posts from the Blackhawks on Instagram or anything? It's just or them our, basically ours. walking into the yeah. into the rig from the parking lot. So um, then they also announced Phase Three would take early, still take place is July 10th. Um, yep. That would be the start of training camp, but that's not official. Um, they still haven't gone to a player vote yet. If this is even going to be a thing. Yeah, they haven't even locked down locations. Yeah, there's a rumor that four. rumor Vegas is going to be one, Edmonton's going to be the other, but there's a whole blah blah blah. Um, yeah. So not really Vegas, worth. Vegas makes sense just because it's already open, so everything's there. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we're not going to waste too much time talking about the other stuff going on right now when there's very little. So we're going to send it right over to uh, over to Darling. Yeah. And if you're listening to this on like Spotify or Apple Podcasts, pause it. Well, no, play it on here, but also pause it. Go to go to YouTube because we actually had him on video too. So um, it was kind of cool. You'll get to see the video of us talking. He showed us around his man cave a little bit and his setup with all of his uh, his pads and everything, which is really cool. So definitely check that out. Yeah, here we go. So today we are joined by a hometown hero. Uh, he is a 2015 Stanley Cup champion. Um, please welcome to the show, goaltender Scott Darling. Scott, how you doing, man? Doing good. Thanks for having me, fellas. Oh, thanks for coming on. How are uh, so? How are you holding up with uh, you know quarantine and all that? Quarantine's okay. I, I joke I was born in a quarantine. I just love like TV and movies. And I love hanging out with my dog. So, um, and my fiance is she's a nurse who tests she tests COVID patients. So I joke. Oh, double quarantine because like we don't pour on anybody um but yeah she finally stopped because we're about to get married even though we had to cancel our wedding so we had to call an audible and we're like renting rv and we're eloping montana so now we're like a little bit safer like be around our friends because she stopped doing that because of the wedding that's coming up oh well that's good yeah i know it can be like 
pretty lonely if you have to remain in quarantine, let alone double quarantine. It's, yeah, yeah, uh, double quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like you said, you, you love movies, you love hanging out. Maybe you're like, secretly, this is probably the best thing that could happen to me right now. I'm good, man. I got my TVs and my dog, and I, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> well, you've got a big dog, too, don't you? Yeah, I have a great day, and he's uh, – Moose is 170 pounds. Jesus. And then we <laughs> – we just did what everyone else in quarantine did. We just bought another dog. Okay. Another Great Dane. Uh, his <laughs> name is Gary. He's about nine pounds right now. Um, he's got. Oh, is he like just just born, Great Dane? Yeah, like we get we get him in four weeks. Oh wow! Um, I'm so sure he's probably the size of a small dog already, rather than like a puppy. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, when we got Moose, he was ten weeks. He was like sixteen pounds, and they grow so fast. It's incredible. So Gary is five weeks right now and we can get him when he's eight weeks and he's gonna be massive like i think we'll be like 210 215 pounds so god i'm excited i i love i love my dog and i'm excited to have another one yeah man I don't is know it, do, do you do you feel like you just have to get a great dane because you're like such a large guy too you just like need a big dog alongside you <laughs> just like me they're so big like dorky and lazy you get them all great <laughs> Yeah. I clumsy, you know, and we get along great. All bark, no bite. Like, so I love moose, and and like I said, Gary is new little brother. I'm pumped to get him. That's awesome, That's hilarious. <laughs> so, so yeah, let's uh, you know, let's moving on to hockey, a little hockey talk here. Um, so first question, we get we've been having a lot of goalies on recently. So I'm a forward. Tanner's a goalie himself. Yeah. So I always like to get into like the mindset of the goalies, like what drove you to play goalie? Like, cause I mean, it takes this very special person to volunteer to sit in front of that net. Um, was there like always the plan to be a goalie or was it just kind of like a lucky draw? Well, yeah, you look back at it, terrible decision. To be a <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, yours me, worked out pretty well though. So yeah, got I mean, to win I, Stanley Cup. <laughs> I complaints, but um, I joke that when I stop playing, I'm never going to play goalie again. I'm going to be a forward, just like cherry picking, shooting high. Um, but when I was a kid, my dad was a goalie. Um, so I used to watch him play men's league. And so I watched him a lot and then I got really drawn to the gear. Um, and then I sucked at forward. I played forward until I was five and then they're like, nah, you can go in the net. And like, okay. And I kind of found my, my spot in the net. Um, and I haven't left it ever since. So you, you were forced to play goalie, basically. Yeah, we were on one of those teams where, like, you traded who played goalie. And then okay. they in net, and they're like, you can just stay there. And <laughs> you just, you just have the team equipment, and you're like, well, this is mine now, apparently. Huh? <laughs> yeah, I can serve the team better at age five, just sitting here, like, picking boogers. <laughs> and you played in, the, in, like, the Chicagoland area, right? You played in the minor hockey here. Um, I did I'm curious. Second grade, yeah. I'm curious if I ever played against you because I'm also an 89 and I grew up playing on like the Chicago blues. And like when I first started, it was on like the Eagles and like, then they folded and became the Chicago blues. And then it was just like, I'm curious. Cause like it said you played for the Huskies and you played I for the Vikings. Uh, so I played for the Vikings in second grade, but I played like my age group was like Mike double A or whatever it was. And the Huskies I played up a year. And then TI and CYA, I played the 88 birth year. So I was probably like just like a year in front of you the whole time. Yeah, maybe. 
Yeah. It would have been so cool, though. I was kind of pumping myself up. I was like, maybe I did play against him. That would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Probably woke like... up on me one time. <laughs> That'd be so, so cool. So did you did you kind of get looked at from, like, your time playing in Illinois? Because, I mean, growing up, like, the time, like, we all grew up playing Illinois hockey, it really wasn't where it's at now. Um, it was kind of like – kind of like a – almost like a joke around the country kind of thing, like – um, was yeah. it here that you got recognized, or was it when you moved on somewhere else? No, I, I left early, man. I, I went to boarding school in eighth grade up in Saskatchewan. Um, and then I came back for a year and played CYA my freshman year of high school. And then I got, like, drafted in the juniors. So I played junior B in the Quad Cities my sophomore year. Played in the NAHL Mason City my junior year. Started my senior year. And then – Eastern Junior League in Albany, New York, my senior year, and that's where I got noticed when I was in New York, and that's um, where I got my scholarship, and that's the league I got drafted out of. Did you think that, like, when you when you got, like, noticed for that, for the scholarship, were you like, well, this is just another step, like, you can feel the wheels turning, like, you were going to make it to the show? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, super honest. <laughs> <laughs> I, just... I hadn't talked to, like, a single college team because I always wanted to play in the Midwest. I know Illinois doesn't have a team, but I'm a, a Badgers fan, a Michigan fan, North Dakota. I want to play somewhere around here. But I got noticed when I was out east. And so it all happened super fast. Like RPI talked to me, then Maine talked to me, and then every school on the East Coast talked to me. Because in that league, you do like showcases every weekend. So like okay. every team plays at one rink and all the scouts go to see them all play. So it's like, easier for the scouts. And – at that time, Maine was the top team in the country with the, the history of goaltenders that they had. Ben Bishop was playing there, Jimmy Howard, all those guys. Jesus. Um, so it was kind of a no-brainer for me, and I committed there right away. And then at the end of that season is when I got drafted by Arizona. When uh, what Did you have that moment, that, like, that aha moment? Like you're like, okay, I can really you know, make a career out of this. I can really like, you know, take myself to that level. Or Not just... until I was like 24. I was 24. Were you more like in the sense of just uh, like how I think how I would feel? It's just like what the fuck is going on? Like <laughs> this is yeah. pretty cool though. Like <laughs> you dream about it, but like my my realistic like tangible goal my whole life was D one hockey. Like I wanted to play D one, and you know everybody wants to, and that was enough for me to strive for. Um, and then you know you get out. You know I only played two years in May. I didn't get signed by Phoenix, and then it's like okay, well, I don't have a college degree, so I'm just going to keep trying to play hockey and, like, earn a living. Um, and I did that, and, like, I just chipped away at it, and, like, it didn't become, re like, a real thought of mine until I had a full season in the AHL with Milwaukee in 13-14. Then I was, like, because I, I started to watch my teammates go up, you know, and, like, watch guys come back and, like, who just played in the NHL. I'm, like, oh, we're all on the same ice. Like, this is possible. I was always worried about going back down. Yeah, and I had a good season, and that's when it like came real for me. Like I was like, this could happen, you know. And then, and that's when I signed with the Hawks after that season. So yeah, you had that unreal season with uh, with Milwaukee. Like you were talking about thirteen six and two with like a nine thirty three save percentage. Um, so going into Look, you have go, the stats pulled up in front going, of you. Or yeah, well, I, mean, I don't know. Um, going into so going into that off season, was there like rumblings that you had? a shot at an NHL contract or was it kind of like a surprise when the Hawks gave you that call? I mean, it was a surprise that the Hawks did. I, I had offers from about four other teams. 
Um, and I was like in the Nashville system playing for Milwaukee. So I was hoping Nashville would sign me and they didn't offer me. Um, and then out of the blue, my agent calls me. He's like, yeah, the Hawks went off your two way. I was like, fuck everyone else. Sign <laughs> <laughs> it right now, forge my name so that we get this done. Um, but yeah, I was so excited because as you guys know, I'm, I'm from here. I love the Hawks, still love the Hawks. Like every, everything else just went out the window. It was like you, you liked Eddie Belfort when you were growing up, right? Yeah. Was did he influence you at all when you were growing up playing hockey? And like, was that like part of like, oh, cool, I get to play goalie? Or was it just like, yeah, he's awesome and I like playing goalie? Like, yeah, I mean, cool. <laughs> my dad was a big goalie, like, fanatic too. And like, he loved Esposito and like, we watched all the Hawks games. So Belfort was my guy. And I love watching all of Coles and Clay too. Um, but yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say like style wise because like, it's different eras, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. And Eddie is a little bit feistier than I am, um, so I didn't really like emulate him in that way. But I love his competitiveness and just like his like fierce approach to the game. And as a Hawks fan, he was the guy when I was growing up, so I just like worshipped. Him. Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the things I really enjoyed was just the fact that like he made it his net. He's like, I'm not giving this up to anybody. It's like, yeah. you have to take this from me. Like, this is mine. And, like, it kind of seemed like that's how you were when you, once you got the shot to play. Once, like, Crawford went down the, during that season and Ronta was the backup and then you guys split time and you just came out of nowhere just, like, fucking so, like, just everybody had to, like, respect what you could do. Yeah, I was kind of – I was like that, I'd say, until I was full-time Corey's backup. Like, through the minors – you know, like, I, I'm still great friends with a lot of the goalies that I play with, but I didn't give two shits if I took their job or, like, ruined their careers or whatever. However it played out, like, I was I was climbing, you know. And – but when I got there to be Corey's backup, it's like you, you're at the peak, so you just want to – there's nowhere left to, like, climb to, so you just want to be the best you can be for the team. And if my role is to be the backup, I'm going to support Corey, like – so much it's not like when you're in the a you have to leapfrog the guy to get to the next level it's not like that once you're at the top level but i yeah i can maybe there was a little ed bell four chip on my shoulder like through the minors because like like i said I'm, I'm great friends with like pretty much every goalie i played with along the way played for a lot of teams but going up like i didn't give a shit i was like yeah. sorry you know Sorry yeah. for taking the job. Don't same, same feeling. It was just like, yeah, I'm going to start every game. I never want to come out of the net. I want to make sure that we're winning and it's because of me. Like, that's, that's the feeling you want to have, and it's great. We had him on the show a couple weeks ago, actually, and he – what you said – he didn't say it the same way you said it, but just that mindset that he had going into there, it's just – it's so crazy just hearing, like, some of the best goalies have that just, fuck you, I'm doing this, this is my spot – and then you had that extra drive to be playing for your for your childhood team too. Um, that's that had to be like a nice little bonus on that too. Uh, I'd say more than a nice little bonus. <laughs> I mean, it's like Disney shit, you know. Like having that be the team I signed with first year, we win the whole thing. I actually like squeak in a couple games in the beginning, and like you know, you couldn't write a script better, in my opinion. And like that's why I'm just like still to this day. I can die a happy man. I got to play for my favorite team. We won a cup. Um, best years of my life. And I'm just pumped I got to be a part of it. They're airing all the games right now on, on yeah. TV. And yeah. I've never seen it. Five-year anniversary. There you go. 
Wait, is is it? I watched the first three games. I've never seen them, like the actual broadcast. Like, I've oh seen, really? I've seen like my video, like the clips of the saves and stuff, but I've never watched the game like as a spectator would. So it's been pretty crazy to watch. It's been fun to kind of like reminisce about it. <laughs> it's is that the, what you're kind of spending your time doing now that you have like all the time in the world, just kind of going back and reminiscing on the I on the championship fun. days right now. Yeah. I, <laughs> Turn off whatever show I'm binging for two hours every night to to, to reminisce about the glory days. <laughs> so since you brought up the, the replay, do you guys have like like a group chat or something that you guys like throw stuff back and forth, like maybe chirping, you know, back and forth about it at all? I, I, we don't have a group chat, but like I'm still tight with a bunch of the guys, and like I'll take. I mean, the guys who are still playing for the team probably aren't watching this. Yeah. But, you know, some of us we like throw digs at each other and. And most of them don't live in Chicago, so they can't even see it. So I'll like send them a picture or something, and be like, "Rundy, you fucked up on that one." Or like, <laughs> you know, remember when you used to be bad at hockey? Like just like. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no one else can see it because it's only on the Chicago broadcast. Yeah, it's on the Comcast. Isn't uh today's the fifth anniversary of the parade? Isn't it? Uh, yeah. yeah. What was that like for you? It was a decent day. <laughs> um, yeah it was super cool and for me it's you know a little extra cool because again Hawks fan um you know my family got to come on the bus with us and like had the experience and my entire family was at the parade as a fan I wasn't there but they were there like in the crowd for the other two and so the third one we all got to like get on the bus and do the thing and you know so it was a pretty special memory for my entire family can't imagine <laughs> like, like just legit. watching the parade two years and then just being like hey now we're in it that's fantastic <laughs> um so going back to like you know you signed with the hawks when you came in um was there a certain like guy that you kind of like drew drew yourself to to kind of like show you the ropes with about you know being in the, in the nhl or was it kind of like or was there any guy that kind of surprised you a little bit about how they were from what you you know kind of hear about yeah, stories I would, say, I would say Corey surprised me a lot because he comes off to the fan as like very dry and quiet, you know, like when he does his interviews, but he's like the nicest guy in the world and like very caring. Like even my first training camp, like he knew I was scared shitless. Just like, you know, everyone did. I tried to play it cool, but, um, you know, so he like took me under his wing and like, even though I wasn't supposed to be his backup, like I knew I was going to Rockford. Um, and then Michael Lake was there too. And he kind of took me under his wing. We were in Rockford because um, he'd been playing pro for 12, 13 years at that point. Um, but, yeah, once I got up with pro, like, no better mentor. Like, he was awesome. Like, and he has a great, like, mental aspect of the game. Because, um, like, me, I'm kind of high-strung about playing, and, like, I get stressed out, and, like, it can affect how you play, how you sleep, how you prepare. And he's, like, the opposite, and that's why he's so good. So that kind of rubbed off on me. And we had just a great working relationship the whole time I was there. How did that, like, you know, really affect you, though, that playoff series when you kind of – you took it, took the crease from him and then you go on and do just great um, – you broke made records, you know, longest, like, relief appearance without a goal, most saves without a goal, relief appearance. And was yeah, he – Watch the one that airs tonight and let me know how you feel about it. Like, <laughs> you get about 15 minutes. <laughs> Um, was, no, it was weird for me to like, s like step in front of like one of my heroes, you know? Yeah. Um, and so for, it, 
anything. I was more insecure that he was going to like be mad at me and like, you know, but he handled it great. And, you know, he, he took the net back, he killed it. And obviously we all know the outcome. Um, so for me, I was just happy that I contributed. Like, you know, it's still my, my like claim to fame in Chicago. It's like when people see me, they're like, Oh, Nashville, Nashville. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm like, it's five years later. It's been happening for five years. Like, yeah. so. I think that that toe save you had in game one was probably one of the most iconic saves of that entire year, let, let alone like, I think the decade maybe for like the Hawks playoffs, which is just insane. I remember watching that and just being like, what the fuck, how that happened? Like, <laughs> I remember the next year when we were, we were playing the Preds and I'm friends with Carter Hutton um, and he was doing like his goalie, like warm up before they had their practice. And he saw me standing on the bench and he just like mimicked it. You know, <laughs> I was like, oh, that's cool. Their goalie remembers that save. <laughs> um, oh, that's but great. yeah, I mean, that's for me, that's like, you know, other than like winning and being part of that team like that, like one save is like my peak of my career. So, Goal, of your goaltending? Yeah. Was so. there was there anybody on that Nashville team that was on the the Milwaukee Admirals with you the year previous that um, you were like Philip no? Him and I lived in a hotel room together the entire season the year before. Oh shit. Oh, yeah. So we're great friends, still are friends. Um, he scored a hat trick on me in game five and <laughs> he'll never let me forget it. Um, <laughs> so many guys like Cal Yarncroc, Colton Sissons, uh there, there was like six or seven guys on that team that I played with the year before. So it was kind of fun, like competitive in that way. Yeah, to like, you get to talk a little shit to people you know, like pretty well. Yeah, and then kind of, you know, like peacock a little bit when you're going through the handshake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Could you show them your ring when you were all done? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> just a little group, a little group chat, like just yeah, photo, or send it right I, over to the Nashville guys. <laughs> It's fantastic though. Oh. So what was it? Uh, I mean, I mean, I, clearly it's all crazy, but like, what's it like being called up and then coach Q giving you the green light to go and net and you're like, Oh shit. All right, here we go. Like for that game. Oh no. I'm just talking about when this, during the season before even the playoffs happened. Oh yeah. I mean, I wish I was wearing a diaper when he told me that. <laughs> Because, like, he had just played a game and we were getting on the plane for a back-to-back. Um, so, you have to walk by the coaches to go back to, like, where we sit. And he just, you know, in a classic cue voice, he's like, you're going. Like, you're going. <laughs> I was like, I just kept walking and everyone saw me. <laughs> here in the headlights. And I just, like, went back to my seat and just, like, sweat the rest of the flight. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm actually going to play them all. Because we were flying back. I forget where we played the night before. But we were flying back to play that first game against Ottawa. And, yeah, I was like, I couldn't sleep. I was a wreck the whole time. And I, like, told the important people in my life that I was going to play tomorrow. Then I just turned my phone off. <laughs> just too many texts to be fluttered in. Well, once they, like, once they announced it, it's like everyone I've ever known from Chicago and, like, all my friends are going to, like, be texting me. So I, I told everyone important that I was like, I'll see you after the game. Turn the phone off. Did you get to bring any family out to Ottawa for that game? It was at home. It was at home. Okay, that's why. All right. Yeah. So some family get to come out and see see the game for you. Yeah, they all came. That's awesome. 
um, yeah, it was it was a a night I'll never forget. So yeah. I mean, with that game too, I mean, you've had a lot of like kind of like a, like first and accomplishments, you know, with yeah, playing that. Weird, I have some weird records. Yeah, so playing <laughs> that, so that play by playing in that game, you're the first SPHL player to ever play in the NHL. So, like, do you take any pride in that? Like, I mean, I mean, it's got personally, that's got to feel good. Yeah, I mean, I, now I'm the poster boy for the SPHL, so that's good. <laughs> I have to checks for that, but whatever. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, it's cool. The story's cool, you know. Like, the way it all worked out, even to this day, like, I wouldn't change a thing. I loved my journey, like playing the minors, playing all these different places like I've met so many people so many great teammates so many people I'm friends with to this day that I I might have played 30 games with in Wheeling or played 10 games with for this team like whatever it is um if it didn't work out the way it did I might not be saying that but it did so I'm like I wouldn't change a thing um but yeah and then like first goalie to win their home debut since Belfour cool (laughs) good company only time Two Chicagoland goaltenders have squared off of the UC, me and Craig Anderson, my first game. Okay. Um, that's, a, that's a fun one. Weird little stuff like that. First, so, chi- first Chicago-born player to win the Stanley Cup as a member of the Blackhawks. Like, yeah, that that right there would probably be, like, that's would go on, like, my tombstone. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, like I said, like, that stuff, like, I'm so grateful for it. And, like, I – yeah, like I, I still can't <laughs> believe all of it happened, you know what I mean? And so yeah. uh, very grateful and very happy for the memories that I, you know, created playing here. And, you know, it's kind of the lifelong things that, like, will never be taken away from me. Yeah, of course. Um, just yeah. so jealous. Yeah. <laughs> just so like, jealous. You legitimately <laughs> live, yeah. <laughs> just like every <laughs> Chicago kid's dream is to grow <laughs> up and play for the Blackhawks. Tough stuff. Oh, you got to keep all your stuff? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously, but I didn't know you'd have it right there for you. <laughs> that stuff is so nice. The bike's in the way, but – oh, yeah, I got I, I kept everything, man. I hoarded everything. <laughs> <laughs> so, you show the pads. Oh, we have a good friend – like, a good buddy of ours is a big gear guy. So, he's, like – he loves your style of pads and all that. Like, do you have, like, a, a goalie that was, like, an inspiration or you just kind of, like, go on your own and just, like, draw stuff up yourself? Yeah, I kind of go on my own. I just – I don't know why – everyone wears white gear to make it look bigger or whatever, but like yeah. I'm big enough. So <laughs> I, yeah. I, I take pride in like creating different like pads and I like dark colors and like stuff like that. And, and I've always taken pride in making the mask. Like I have every mask I ever had like here in my basement. Um, and then the equipment company that I work with, Brian's like the guy who does the gear is like, ultra creative so we never got a hard time like making something unique just Um, spitting ideas off of each other yeah and i mean as a gear whore like i am that was one of the best parts about the nhl like when i was with the blackhawks like no limits i could get new pads every month if i wanted to like we get new helmets every month like whatever because the blackhawks (laughs) do it right man like first class everything um so yeah I had to like tone it back because I was like, I would get new pads every week. If you <laughs> yeah. Get some home, get some away pads. Maybe if there's yeah. a third ever, like just get some thirds, just, just switching it up, you know? I literally had to sell because like I said, I kept all my gear, all my helmets, 
for probably the last eight years, maybe. I literally had yes. to get rid of it recently because I just didn't have enough room for it in my house. I was gonna say it probably fills up your man cave there. Yes, I had like I had I kept a lot of pads and they lined like the walls on the bottom, but I like I gave them all to my buddy. I gave him like, uh, yeah, my buddy Carp. I gave him like five sets of pads and like fifty pairs of gloves, and I was like, take these and you can sell them, whatever, to get them out of my house. And, like I don't have room for this stuff anymore. I, yeah, I saw oh, him post on, post on like the goalie yeah. like union page on Facebook, and I'm like, yeah, he's uh, he's got the good hook up there. <laughs> <laughs> Not too shabby. Uh, did you game, game worn stuff. You got a favorite set, like set of pads? Like I know personally, my favorite was like the the sock design, like just yeah. so so simple, but it, like yeah, those it are nice. So yeah. good with the Hawks. I like the red and white sock graphic. Um, I mean, my favorite all time is my USA one. Yeah, those are. Um, like I said, I, I don't know if you can see. I got my new my new hobby in the way of this piano. <laughs> that's all. That's all my USA stuff. Oh. Yeah, that's nice. You see the whalers pads there. Yeah. <laughs> of um, course. So yeah, but that, that's probably my favorite set of all time is the USA stuff. And obviously the championship stuff is like Yeah, the, the United States flag does a does itself or lends itself very well to making some nice pads. Yeah, yeah. Stars and stripes. Oof. So nice. Yeah, so, so how <laughs> speaking of Team USA, how was it playing for uh, you know that world championship in uh, twenty eighteen? That was so much fun. I, it, like, I'm a huge like patriot. Like, my, my dad was in the army. Like, grew up always wanting to play for Team USA. As you can see, I'm still like cutting the corners. Yeah. Um, but it was such a good group, and you get to meet all these guys from other teams coming together. And like, where we were was kind of like shitty. Um, like the town we were in, but we had so much fun as a group. And it was like, Tanner was a captain, and that was awesome. A couple Hawks guys there. Um, but then you get to meet other guys. You can meet like Goodrow, Larkin, like all these guys, and um, you're there for so long. Like, and, like I'm great friends with Blake Coleman. I was at his wedding like last summer. Like all this stuff. Um, oh, nice. But it was just the experience and like representing your country was like really cool for me. Um, and then I'm a big like travel junkie too, so it was fun to go to Denmark. And then uh you're allowed to bring like your fiance or wife over so she came over and we stuck around like did like a euro tour after um so overall i mean it was one of the best experiences i've ever had you did something too with like in australia like a couple years before austria. Right? no no, no I did Australia oh. too. yeah no yeah it was like a, it was like oh, okay a, like a yeah. wayne gretzky something like something with wayne gretzky yeah, it was like a oh i kind of remember that now yeah yeah and that was, that was freaking sweet, man. It was like a free trip to go down to Australia for two weeks. And I played like three games. They make like a Canadian and U.S. team. Um, and then three games in two weeks, and the rest is just like a vacation. That's awesome. hanging out in Australia. Yeah. And then I stuck around and like went to New Zealand for two weeks. And it, that was super cool, too. I, I was going to do it again this year. I was supposed to be in New Zealand right now. Oh, um, shit. But, you know, I, got, I got Rona. Um, but uh, that's the worst. But I told the guy, I was like, I would do that any year because it's so much fun. And and the guys who play in the NHL, they they roll out the red carpet, like you know, nice hotel rooms, first class seats, and like it, it was it was a great time. I, I had a blast doing that. I would do that anytime. It's just like a grow grow the game type of thing, right? Like just kind of yeah. display. Okay, so it is through it's through the NHL. Like everything's covered for, from them. No, no, it's it's just like uh, 
this this guy, I don't know who like his name's Kerry Goulet. He sets it all up and it's just like sponsored by like Air Canada and a bunch of companies. Oh, okay. They raise money to uh for concussion research. And so oh, nice. like these games, like we're talking twenty thousand fans, like at these games, like holy shit. So like they're raising money doing it. Um, and like we don't get paid, but it all gets paid for. So it's kind of a sick trade-off if you like to travel, just go down and see somewhere cool. Like I said, we were supposed to do four games in just in New Zealand this year. I would have been there right now, but obviously the state of the world. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of like, I mean, let's just talk about it. Speaking of the state of the world, like how are you, like, how was everything when it stopped for you? Like, it just seems so surreal, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I always tell people I'm like extra over it because where I was playing this year in Austria, we were 20 minutes from Northern Italy, which is yeah. where it popped off in January. So I've been dealing oh, with shit forever. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, basically all of 2020 then. Yeah. That's, well, legit because I got home on March 4th and then that's right when everyone started panicking here. And so yep. I'm like, I've been dealing with this shit for <laughs> <laughs> now you know months into the road and i'm just like and plus like i said my fiance is a covid nurse and it's like fuck go away you know <laughs> like it's been half a year what the, just need to redo it just yeah what was so what was your like your experience in austria before that how was it like uh good times or yeah it, it was awesome it was austria is like a hidden gem man it's like one of the most beautiful countries that people don't really think of when they think about traveling like I lived like in the valley of the Austrian Alps like it was awesome I mean my team wasn't my team was good but we had like major injury issues with our imports so like my first 20 games like eight of our imports were hurt and we just got shit kicked every night so that wasn't fun so the hockey part wasn't ideal but the guys were great um made a lot of friends but just like have an off day i'm gonna go down to italy for lunch or have an off day i'm gonna drive up to germany for lunch like we were in a pretty cool location where you could take day trips to three different countries that's awesome and then in the league you're playing the czech republic you're playing in hungary so you get to see all this stuff and like i said i'm a travel nerd so um it was cool it's pretty awesome did you uh did you end up like renting a place or they have a place set up for you no they, they had an apartment for me they give you a car oh nice um, I learned how to drive stick, which as a 30 year old, I maybe should have known how to do that. <laughs> I, I don't know how to do it. I'm 30 yeah. as well. So I <laughs> so learned how to drive stick, ate a lot of schnitzel. Um, it was, it was fun. It was, it was super unique. Like, but it, it is funny. Like you're the hockey part too. Like you're traveling day up to a game. So like you're leaving at 9am, you're riding the bus for seven hours. You're getting off and playing a game. Like, that was new. Yeah, so in the U.S., you always show up the night before, um, and then you get on the bus after you drive seven hours, seven hours back. You're home at five a.m. It's like, and they're a little more diehard. Like we didn't really have like that many days off. Like in the U.S., there are rules. You have to have X amount of days off a month, stuff like that. But overall, it was great. Um, I'm not planning on going back, but I'm very happy I went. Nice. Do you, uh, do you have any plans for what, you, what you're you going to do? Are you going to st- maybe try and do something else in Europe? Or are you going to try and stay here, maybe do something? Um, ideally, I want to stay here uh, because I'm getting married. I'm getting another dog. And 
like like I said, being home has been great. I, I love Chicago. I love we you know we bought our place a year and a half ago and like finally finished like renovations and stuff like that. And it's just nice to be home. Um, so ideally, I'm gonna stay here, but because of the state of the world, they're worried about other stuff right now. They're not worried about signing a goalie. Yeah. Um, and so I, I have uh, a few offers in Europe right now that I'm saying no to. And then if nothing comes up good here, I'll probably do the same thing and go overseas in like November, like I did last year. Kind of hold out a little bit. Yeah. Um, That's bad. Speaking of like how things are going here, what, so what is your opinion of this whole, you know, 24 team absolute oh, yeah. mayhem <laughs> that potentially is going to happen? You know, like, have they even finalized the voting for the players and stuff? No, I don't think so. Yeah, and they haven't named the cities, right? Or, no, I've they heard, haven't. I've heard it's Vegas and Edmonton. Those are, like, I think the front runners right now. I think yeah. they're waiting to see if Canada's going to allow it because Canada, I don't even think, has gone to their phase two yet. Yeah, they're born. Yeah, so I think that's going to be iffy there, but I think Vegas is a for sure if it happens. If you let it slide, though, it'd be Canada let the hockey boys in. You know? Yeah, right. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I hope they can do it. I miss watching, and the format's crazy, but it's crazy times. You know, they're doing the best they can to, like, figure out a way to finish the season. You don't want, like, an empty square on the Stanley Cup, so um, I'm happy the Hawks squeaked in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's, uh, it's insane. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I hope they can figure it out. I just, I, from what I know that people are getting too excited because the players haven't even agreed to do it yet. So, um, I, I told my agent if they need any scab players, like, give me a call. <laughs> hey, I'll, I'll, I'll suit up. I don't care. <laughs> I'll just go open the door, like, pass out some water bottles. It's fine. Like, that's what I'm I did all about it. Years. It's the best job ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Man, who did you have a – I mean, I'm assuming you were following the NHL while you were over in Austria, yeah? Uh, a little bit. A little bit. Did you have any, like, team that was probably going to be, like, the, you think is going to be the favorite to win it all? Um, I mean, Tampa, they're always the favorite, though. Like, yeah. Um, I don't know. I think the Corona might have helped the Hawks. Yeah. I got some, got some yeah, guys that guys. aren't hurt anymore. Pull through here. Like, you know, I don't know. I was talking to my buddy about it the other day. I was like, I wouldn't be surprised that they, they went on a run and just, you know, took it, I mean, took it off. You know firsthand, playoff Kane, Taves, Crawford, yeah. those are guys you don't Jeez. take lightly. Like, it's the a completely – season, who won the Stanley Cup. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> So, Kane's uh, walking in a fifth third with looks like the playoff mullet again. Like, I mean, the rest of the league's got to be scared a little bit. I know. I, I never sleep on the Hawks. <laughs> I, I love the fact that they switched it from a best of three to a best of five just because, like, Pittsburgh was afraid of Carey Price and Edmonton's a little bit scared to play off Kane. And you're just like, <laughs> yeah. <it> feels good. <laughs> well, you need to go five, man. It's like a goalie gets hot for just two games. It's like, it's over. Crow throws two shutouts. It's over. It doesn't matter yep. how it plays. Like five games, a little bit harder, but best of three. I don't know. One player could like win that series. Absolutely. It's, I mean, it's going to be an exciting time to watch and I, I hope it happens sooner than later, but, or just happens at all. Really? Yeah, me too. I need, man, I'm a sports. Yeah. I need this to work. And I, if the NFL doesn't come back, I'm going to die. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's well, I mean, yeah, man. Like <laughs> weirdest time of day is like streaming the Bears games, like, freaking out because it's like an eight-hour time change. Ugh. Oh, geez. Yeah. What time do you like? Is it eight hours earlier or later? Later. It's later. Oh, so like, so like a, new, a noon game is it like eight p.m. for you? Noon or two or something. But it, I would literally watch it at three in the morning if they played like a five o'clock or seven o'clock game. Oh God, jeez. Um, yeah. You don't. I, you don't I, just got like a DVR. Just DVR, <laughs> man. Just watch it the next day. DVR and DVR. Come on. They <laughs> might have it, but not in my apartment. <laughs> okay. I was like, hey, you know what? I just got this great business idea. Bring DVR to Austria, and then boom. speak good enough German to know how to get it. So, <laughs> uh, you got oh, to pl- so you got to play under Coach Q. I love asking all the Hawks that come on. You know, any good Q stories, or what was it like playing under him? Because you know, he seems like he's a big players guy. Yeah, I mean, Q's the man. Even post Hawks, like I'm, I'm still, we still talk. Um, and he was great to me, and, like, I don't know what it was, but he liked me from day one. He liked me from training camp day one. Um, I think I made, like, I made my mark the first day with my fitness testing. Like, goalies usually don't test high, but I was, like, in the top of the entire camp. And so I kind of, like, stuck out. And then so I think he started to watch me more than you would watch, like, your fourth-string goalie or fifth-string goalie. Um and yeah, I mean, from then on, he was like my biggest advocate and he's a big reason why I, I got my opportunities and, and then I did my job and made the most of them. And um, he was great to me the whole time I was there and, you know, even put me in and sticking with me in the first round, you know, a lot of coaches wouldn't do that, but he trusted me. And then after we win, you know, 10 minutes after we win, he comes up to me and tells me like, don't forget, you know, this is like, you helped us do this and just stuff like that, you'll never forget. And then just like the, the shitty, like the funny stuff, like calls you into the office. He's like chewing on a cigar and he's like, end of the year meetings. He's like, ah, Darl's had no problems with you this season. <laughs> okay. See you next year. <laughs> cool. I have no problems with you either, coach. Thanks. <laughs> better, than, better than the opposite. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, even just little stuff like last year I was, I needed help kind of deciding where I was going to play and I'm texting with them and he's helping me, you know, communicate with people who are overseas and stuff like that. So he's just a great guy. He's always great to me. Um, and we had a great relationship. Yeah. I wish, uh, I wish his story and a little bit better out here. Um, I wish he had kind of feel like he didn't get really, he was the kind of guy that I thought earned the right to go off his way. And I, I won't get too much into that. I like, I'll, we'll just say that. It's touchy. It's touchy. Yeah. I don't want to say anything, but yeah. I want to see it happen. But yeah. I, I, have, I have heard the guys love the new coach. So, um, yeah. He, he seems good. great, man. I, we feel, I know personally, I feel for him. I feel like he just got, got thrown into a, a little wrong situation a little too early, maybe. Um, but, you know, I think he's going to be a great coach, uh, whether it's yeah. Chicago or wherever he, he lands. But it's just yeah. how do you follow Coach Q? Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, those There's... are some of the things to fill. It's like, how do you fill that shoe? It's like, yeah. Like, yeah. what he's considered probably the second best coach of all time behind Scotty Bowman. And it's just like, hey, Carlton, <laughs> you're up, bud. You're some of your players. Go get them. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, man. Well, you know, we really appreciate you coming on. We don't want to take too much of your time. Um, one last question that we ask all our guests to come on. 
Um, we're going to modify a little bit for you because I think we might know it. It's um, pretty, it's pretty easy. Yeah. Your favorite. <laughs> so your favorite hockey memory, um, yeah. we're taking away 2015. So entire year. Yeah. The entire, well, no, we'll take away winning the cup. We'll take that away. Well, then it's um, easy. My first game. So that's in 2014. So loophole. There you go. That first game, yeah. Shit. My first game and winning are easily my two. And I mean, I have little ones too. Like my first shutout was a Madison Square Garden. Like that was super cool. Um, yeah, I'd say those are like my top three. Um, but yeah, the first game would be my number one other than winning the cup. Oh, yeah. I got, I got a random question, actually. It just popped in my head because I was just thinking about it. When you were a kid and you first started playing goalie, because this is kind of the thing that I also thought about too, was there ever a time where you made a save and you're like, holy shit, I fucking nailed it, and it's just like all clicked from there? Uh, no. No? <laughs> just, yeah, never mind. <laughs> I just – it was only, it's, wasn't that good, man. I, I wasn't that good until – I hit my growth spurt and I got even worse. And I would say like one thing that clicked, but like one day when I was my senior high school, like one day my coordination came back. Cause I grew okay. very, very tall, very fast. I grew like nine inches in like less than a year. Oh wow. And, um, I was like Bambi on the ice, man. I was so bad. And then I would say the one day like my coordination came back and then my career just like took off. And I'd say that that was kind of maybe comparable. It's not a save, but like when that happened. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It but it's like, like, it's something, it's the, it's the moment in time where you're like, it, it all kind of clicked back together. And you're like, oh shit, yeah, let's fucking go. Like, <laughs> good at this. Yeah. <laughs> well, Scott, thank you so much for, you know, coming on. We really appreciate it. You know, we're big fans. So it, was, it means a lot to uh, get a chance to talk to you a little bit. Um, you know, maybe we get you on again with, uh, you know, get Cody on here too. We'll, we'll go back oh, yeah, yeah, to you guys. Here. I'm yeah. bored. I'll do anything. Yeah. <laughs> hey, maybe we, we get some like solid details on what the playoffs are going to happen. We get a little prediction run going. Like, let's get yeah. it. <laughs> That'd be fucking awesome. <laughs> All right. All well, right. yeah. Thank you so much again, Scott. Um, you know, stay safe you know, with everything and uh, yeah, we'll look forward to seeing you back on the ice. All right. Well, thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it, Scott. Thank you so much again to Scott Darling for joining the show. Um, like I said, it was a great, great chat. Um, yeah, man. I do have to say, screw him, you know, being a <laughs> growing up in oh, no, double, don't a, say that. double a best. hockey, double a hockey. I know. He's, he's living the dream of every double a kid going <laughs> that to grew play, up in the nineties, <laughs> going up to play for the Hawks and win the Stanley cup. Not fucking fair, but yeah. It could happen to a nicer guy for sure. Absolutely. Um, it was, it was, it was a great, great conversation we had with him. I remember, like I was saying before to you, I was like, I looked down and only 15 minutes had gone by and I was like, okay, like not too bad. And then like, we just started chatting, going off and then I was like, oh, okay. It's been like 45 minutes now. It's like, didn't expect that to happen, but it's fantastic. Just a genuinely awesome dude to talk to. And I really hope we can get it back on again. Yeah, definitely. He's definitely on the list of that. We want to make a uh, multi- Multi-time uh, guest. I think we'll get. Yeah, it was that was set up. I don't know. I'm <laughs> multi-time guest. I I don't know. I'm I'm just too, a, re- a repeat guest. <laughs> a repeat guest. Yeah, multi-time. Whatever. You know. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, just friend of the show. Running, running high after after a fun interview. Give me a break. Yeah. Um, yeah so thanks to uh, friend of the show Cody Karvinsky for putting us in touch with him. 
He, yeah, uh, thanks, Cody. Yeah, so I think we're going to try to get them both on because I think there will be some good uh, good stories between the two of them. So, um, yeah, oh, yeah hope, hope you enjoyed it. Um, as always, don't forget to, um, if you're watching this on YouTube, like the video, subscribe to us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, rate the show, leave us a review. It helps us get in the charts. Um, with our Ed Belfort interview, you guys got us all the way up to the 44th ranked hockey podcast in the United States. So keep fucking doing it, boys. Well, Let's that's go. Pretty, that's not too bad. Yeah. So, um, Tanner, anything you got to say? Uh, congrats. Congrats on uh, getting married, darling. You know, just doing everything. <laughs> yeah. What a but, yeah, absolutely. Congratulations. I hope he, hope he enjoys, has a fantastic weekend. And, you know. Love everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So for Tanner and myself, we will uh, we'll see you on the next one. Love you guys. The Windy City Benders Podcast. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. And follow the boys on socials at WCB Podcast. <laughs>